This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. Little time for me to talk tonight, so it's straight to Duffy's Tavern and special guest, Boris Karloff. Hello, Duffy's Tavern, where the elite meets eat. Archie, the man you're speaking. Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. How's business? Nil. Huh? It's a Latin word. Uh, N-I-L means, uh, naturally, it's lousy. <laughs> huh? That confirms what? You're gonna sell a tavern. But, Duffy, you can't. This place is an institution. Yeah, a landmark. For years, people have said... Meet me in front of Duffy's Tavern, and uh, we'll go someplace for dinner. <laughs> huh? It's too late. The real estate guy is already on his way down. But Duffy, Duffy, if you sell the place, where can I go? Like a... Oh, yeah? Hey, <laughs> Fats. Yes, sir. Fats, I feel sick. The real estate guy is on his way down here, and Duffy's selling the tavern. You mean we liberated... <laughs> you don't seem to realize, Fats Duffy's selling the tavern A thing like that could force us back to work Maybe the new owner will give us a job here Oh, but it wouldn't be the same, Fats The new owner might turn it into one of them fancy cocktail lounges With a lot of modern production methods Imagine me, Archie, a master bartender Turned into an end man on a martini line. <laughs> Duffy's Tavern being sold. Mother Tavern. A refuse from the workaday world. I can't quite conceive it. We're sure going to miss the laughs around here, Fats. Yep. A lot of laughs. Yeah. Remember when Duffy gave you your first paycheck? Yep. A lot of laughs. <laughs> And a lot of tragedy, too. Remember the time we had the big three-alarm fire next door when Chin Lee's laundry burned into the ground and a fireman made a mistake and came in here instead? Remember how them firemen loved the tavern, Fats? They just didn't want to leave. No, sir. They just sat there sipping their beers and complaining about the heat. <laughs> yes, sir, I can't bear the thought of leaving this joint. I... I wonder how we could discourage this real estate guy from buying it when he gets here. Well, why don't you take him in the, and show him the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, think that might do it? When he hears them little feet tramping around. 
going to think it's the march of time. <laughs> now, just a second, Fats. A lot of fine people have vet the food in that kitchen. James Taylor, Lawrence Melchior, Bella Lugosi. <laughs> Boris Karloff. <laughs> oh. Hey, wait a minute. Boris Karloff, that gives me an idea. Boris is a friend of mine. Maybe I could get him to come down here and make this real estate guy think the place is haunted. Haunted? <laughs> what self-respecting ghost would live here? Look, don't be funny. Give me that phone till I call Karloff. Hello? Hotel Plasma? Uh, I mean, Plaza? Uh, Boris Karloff, please. Yes, uh, room number 13. Hello, Boris? This is Archie. Archie from Duffy's Tavern. Uh, remember? Neck 15 and a half, blood type O. <laughs> Uh, look, Boris, I want you to come down to the tavern right away. You're too busy. But, Boris, I have a very grave problem. You'll be right down, huh? <laughs> okay, thanks, kid. Ah, gee, it's nice of Boris to do this for me. I guess the guy really loves me, huh? Well, most of his friends are bad. Uh, hello, what? Oh, hiya, Finnegan. Uh, Finnegan, did you ever see Boris Karloff in pictures? Oh, yeah, I liked him. He's very good. Yeah. So natural. At least to my way of thinking. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I saw him in a picture the other night, a double feature. And his picture was much better than the other one. Was, huh? Uh, uh, what was the name of the other one? Uh, the other one was called, uh, oh, uh, the, uh, Pate something or other. Uh, oh, uh, tell me, how did you like it? Well, it was hard to follow the plot <laughs> The plot? Yeah, yeah It started with a rooster crowing And then all of a sudden our hero comes out And then the first thing he does is win the Irish sweepstakes <laughs> Then in the next scene, he's up in San Francisco signing a peace treaty. This is the hero? Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't know him. He's dressed up in a silk hat disguised as a Jap. That's nice. How did he like San Francisco? Uh, not much, George. How do you know? Well, in the next scene, him and his girlfriend is riding the surfboards in Florida. <laughs> Huh? Was he any good at this surfboard riding? Oh, it sure was, George. And President Truman must have thought so, too. Because in the next scene, the president gives the guy a medal. This is still the same hero. Oh, yeah, it's the same hero. Only now he's in an army uniform. <laughs> this is where the plot got confused. <laughs> In what respect? Well, in the next scene, the hero's girlfriend also gets a medal. For what? For winning a beauty contest in Atlantic City. Well, was the hero in Atlantic City with her? Oh, no, no. He was busy sitting on the roof. What roof? 
the roof of a house floating down the Mississippi River. <laughs> Winnegan, are you sure that you've seen this in the movies? Uh, yeah, why, what? Sounds like one of them plots they write for television. <laughs> oh, I never watch television. You don't? Nah. You never see nothing but newsreels. <laughs> That's a waste of time. Uh, yes, what is it, Miss Duffy? Papa asked me to give you this letter for your next employer. Oh, a recommendation, huh? Uh, what does it say? To whom it may concern. <laughs> what a clever way to start. I want all the world to know about my faithful employee, Archie. Well, that's nice. It's Archie who has made me what I am today. How oh, nice. Bankrupt. <laughs> well, Miss Duffy, it happens that I don't need his crummy letter I got a certain Hollywood star coming down here tonight Who's gonna make that letter unnecessary A Hollywood star? Who? Yes Uh, Van Johnson No Clark Gable No Frank Sinatra Gregory Peck Tyrone Power No, but you're getting warmer You're telling me well, I won't keep you guessing, Miss Duffy It's Boris Karloff He's coming down here tonight to haunt the place So that real estate guy won't buy it Boris Karloff? He, my favorite monster <laughs> You think he'll go for me? Well, why not? The guy's only inhuman <laughs> oh, who knows? We might even get married. You and Boris? Oh, no. Why not? I could do worse. I was thinking of Boris. Understand what's keeping Boris. Dark enough for the guy to have left his hotel. <laughs> I wonder if he could have stopped at the morgue. Why would he stop at the morgue? Oh, just to browse. <laughs> I hope he gets here before the real estate guy does, and my best laid plans will gang McGee. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, Finnegan. Hey, Finnegan. <laughs> Look, uh, we got a conspiracy tonight in the tavern that you're liable to louse up, so it presents a problem. Oh, uh, what's the problem? How could we get rid of you? <laughs> yeah, that is a problem. <laughs> Let's see now. Well, uh, you could try insulting me. Insulting you? Okay. Uh, then again, you're a moron. Thank you, uh, Well, <clears throat> let's try it again. Finnegan, if brains was chow mein, you couldn't get on the menu at Ruby Foo's. <laughs> try me again, boss. <laughs> well, 
Like there's no use trying to insult you, Finnegan. and you're getting to be as smart as me. That does it, Art. I think it's good. That's good. Now, Fats. Yeah. That's when Carlop gets here. Let's be sure we treat him right. Now, uh, play a little mood music for him, huh? What will I play? Oh, I don't know. Uh, a tisket, a casket. Uh, <laughs> uh, pretty ghoul is like a melody. Uh, you know, something to make him feel he's among mutual fiends. I mean, friends. <laughs> Go ahead, Fats. Play something. Sure. Expecting maybe the bride of Finkelstein? <laughs> hey, boss, you know, I was surprised when I heard you was in town. Now, when did you get in? Just yesterday. My old friend, Bela Lugosi, flew me in. Bela oh. <laughs> Lugosi, huh? I didn't know Lugosi had a plane. He hasn't. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, anyway, uh, by the nonce, Boris. Yes? Yeah, uh, you something that puzzles me, huh? How come a guy with a name like Boris speaks English like you do? Something that puzzles me. How come a guy with a name like Archie speaks English like you do? <laughs> well, you ask a ghoulish question, you get a ghoulish answer. <laughs> anyway, how's things, uh, Boris? How does it feel to be in a business where you do nothing but knock people off? That's a fantastic question from the manager of Duffy's Tavern. <laughs> Guess this is no guy to argue with. Better be friendly. Boris, uh, would you care for a drink? Why, thank you. Uh, well, you have. You serve zombies? <laughs> we serve anybody, sure. <laughs> 
Anything you want, Boris. Uh, name your poison. Now, please, don't let's talk shop. <laughs> okay, as I was saying, it's a great racket you're in, you know. I'd like to play in one of them horror pictures myself sometime. Seems to me you made a picture called The Man with My Face. Well, that's just having to turn out to be a horror picture. <laughs> Tell me, uh, do you find it easy, them parts that you play? No, I find it very exhausting. Yeah. All that makeup, those heavy costumes. Why, in one picture, they have me weighed down with 40 pounds of lead. How would you like to walk around carrying 40 pounds of lead? He's been rehearsing the part for years. <laughs> Well, uh, drink up, Boris. Uh, here's good luck. Mud in your eye. There is. Oh, my, I must stop sleeping in cemeteries. <laughs> Ruins my looks. Say, Archie. Uh, yes? Well, <laughs> ain't you going to introduce me? Oh, sure. Uh, Boris, uh, you have a flair for the hideous. Uh, this is Miss Duffy. Miss Duffy, this is Frankenstein. Likewise, I'm sure. <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> so you're Boris Carla. Yes, and you're Miss Duffy. Yes. Gee, you, you give, give me, me the, the shivers. shivers. <laughs> uh, tell me, Mr. Carla, uh, have you ever played a romantic part in a picture? Of course I have. Once I played the part of a lover, Miss Duffy. Didn't you see me in that scene in the haunted house? With the head of that beautiful girl nestling in my lap in the attic? Yes. Why was the rest of her nestling in the basement? <laughs> because Boris likes to concentrate on one thing at a time. <laughs> Carlos, I have a rather delicate question to ask you, and uh, <laughs> I don't quite know how to put it. Oh, perhaps you can give me a hint. Yes, will you marry me? <laughs> oh, Miss Duffy, you'll be taking an awful chance. Have you ever seen me with my makeup on? Have you ever seen her with her makeup off? <laughs> Now, Miss Duffy, please, your broomstick, it went that away. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Terrible, huh, Boris? Ooh. <laughs> well, Archie, what was the favor you wanted to ask of me? Oh, well, you see, there's a real estate guy coming down here to take over this joint, and we need something to scare him away. Have you tried the free lunch? <laughs> no. No, we need something uh, even obnoxiouser than that, Boris. We need you. I want you to make them believe, you see, that the joint is haunted. You know, blood-curdling screams, crunching of bones, clanking of chains, groans from the grave, fiendish tales of torture. Oh, I know, I know. Just like the children's programs on television. <laughs> yes, right? What do you say? Will you do it? Sure, why not? Atta boy, Boris, you get the right spirit. What's that? I say, you got the right spirit. Booze. 
<laughs> Look, Boris, will you or will you not haunt the place? Well, if I do, I'll have to have the proper setting. How do you mean? Well, I want the tavern practically in darkness, with just faint streaks of light filtering through grimy windows. I want the eerie whistle of the wind rushing through crevices in the moldy wall. Rats and mice scurrying from corner to corner and overhead. Huge bats flapping their leathery wings as they swoop down past the cobwebs from rafter to rafter. That's what I'll need. That's what you'll need? Yes. <laughs> Take a look around you. That's what you already got. <laughs> <laughs> Fats, I'm just thinking, how could we get our doors to squeak, you know, like them creaking doors on the radio? Easy. Just oil them up a little. <laughs> we'll do that. We want to get this real estate guy scared to death. Well, don't count too much on it. What do you mean? Anybody thinking of buying this place, don't scare easy. <laughs> we shall see. Look, Boris. Yes? Are you sure you can do a good job scaring this real estate guy? Can I do a good job? Me, a man who was known to millions as an arch-killer. Say, that gives me an idea. Come here, arch. Now, just a second. Of course. Take it easy. According to Emily Post, one does not make a ghost of one's host. Mr. Archie. Mr. Archie. Huh? A customer just came in. A customer came in? You see, strange things are happening already. <laughs> Wait a minute, Boris. That ain't no customer. Quick, hide in the back room. Uh, well, good evening, sir. Good evening. Do you mind if I examine the premises here? Oh, I take it that you are the late real estate man? <laughs> I beg your pardon? Your name, sir? Oh, Crow is the name. Crow, huh? Yes, sir. S. Crow. S. Crow, huh? <laughs> Tell me, Mr. Crow, what real estate firm do you represent? Here's my car. Let me see here. Closure, 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 and closure. Four closures? <laughs> we specialize in them, but uh -huh. I have no time to waste. Now, let's begin with the appraisal. Now, first, how's the roof? The roof? Oh, it's perfect. If it didn't rain now and then, you'd never know it leaked. <laughs> and how was the cellar? The cellar? Uh, the building inspector went down there just last week. And what was his report? I don't know. He ain't come up yet. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to know? What about termites? All you want. <laughs> Do you mind if I sweep away some of the sawdust and look at the floor? Mr. Crow, that sawdust is the floor. <laughs> and look, before you go trying to buy this building, don't forget I personally have been here for ten years and I got certain squatters' rights. So what? I intend to squat on them. <laughs> and don't forget, possession is nine points of the law. What's that got to do with it? You think nine is an easy point to make? <laughs> If you do, leave me quote your Clause B subdivision one of the Louisiana Purchase. I quote, Whenever an imaginary tavern becomes a realty, 
extend the ownership of the mortgage reverts to the quit claim and or tenancy. Is that all? No. Unquote. <laughs> Just a second, young man. Are you trying to confuse me? No, Crow. I'm trying to give you a tip. Lay off this place. Lay off? Why? Why? Because it's haunted. Every night at midnight, at the stroke of 12, a ghost comes out of that back room. Wait. Here he comes now. But it is not midnight. Daylight saving time confuses me. <laughs> Wait. Look at him. Coming through the plaster there. Balmy Boris, the daffy demon of Duffy's. Oh. Oh, Boris. Oh, Boris. Boris. This is Mr. Crow. Good evening, Mr. Crow. Here, let me take your hat and throat. <laughs> what a fiend. Mortal Archie, where are your manners? We have a guest. Please remove your head. <laughs> Sorry, Boris. Uh, look, now, tell the gentleman how you became a ghost. Huh? Two hundred years ago, I was foully murdered in this very tavern, which was known in those days as Ye Old Duffy's Inn, at the sign of the Rook and the Schnook. <laughs> Just a second. He's two hundred years old? Why, certainly. The reason he's so healthy is he only eats vegetarians. <laughs> That is for dinner. And what about breakfast? Post ghosties. <laughs> now, do you think your client still wants to buy the place, Mr. Crow, with a ghost living here 200 years? Why not? I think my client would like to have a steady tenant. Hmm. This guy ain't scaring, boys. You let me down. Now, please, put the heat on, okay, will you? Okay, okay. Crow, I've been living down in the cellar with my friends... The spiders, the tarantulas, and the scorpions. You didn't happen to run into a building inspector, did you? <laughs> Don't be such a wise guy, Crow. Boris, I think you're spending too much time in that cellar. It's beginning to make you look pale. Exactly what the doctors tell me. The doctors? Yes, I have a doctor come in daily to give me a special diet. To build a rich, red blood. A different doctor each day, of course. <laughs> Did you hear that, Crow? Oh, I wasn't listening. I was making some notes. But, Boris, look at the guy. You ain't even goose pimpling him. Mr. Crow, if your client should become the next owner of this building, I will be forced to have his blood. I'll squeeze it out of him drop by drop. Don't that frighten you, Crow, all this blood squeezing? Don't be silly. I've worked with landlords for years. <laughs> Boris, I'll give you one more chance. Either you scare the guy or you go back to Milton Berle. Oh, no. No, Archie, not that. I'll do anything you say. Okay, okay. Crow, your hour has come. Boris, get that look out of your eye. I want to hear the crunch of bones, the crack of skulls. Boris, the ghastly flowing of blood. Look! It walks. It's not human. And yet... Yes, in human form. Stop! Let me out of here! a boy, Forrest, that did it. I know I could count on you. Wait a minute. Look, it walks. It's not human, and, and yet it's in human form. Stop! Let me out of here! Hey, hey, what's going on here? Uh, oh,
Stay tuned for Life with Luigi next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Life with Luigi on Theater of the Mind. We invite you to enjoy life. Life with Luigi, a new comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring that celebrated actor, Mr. J. Carroll Nash, with Alan Reed. when Luigi Vasco left Italy to start his new life in America, he promised his mother that he would write her and tell her about his adventure. So now, we look over Luigi's shoulder as he writes another letter to Mama Vasco in Italy. Dear Mamma Mia, since I write to you last week, your son Luigi is falling in love with a nice American girl. I bet you're surprised how Italian a boy like me gets American girls. But it's no surprise, because the biggest American hero is Italian. In Italy, is Garibaldi. In America, is Gary Cooper. <laughs> Since I'm fall in love with American girl, Mamma Mia, I'm going to try to find out more about them. Last week, I'm talking with a cashier girl in a movie house. And when she's telling me how she's to go out for a good time, it's just like we build a house in Italy. First, she's to put on a foundation. <laughs> then she's to spread on the paint. <laughs> After that, she raises the roof, and then she gets the plastic. <laughs> Another thing I don't understand. All American girls, they look nice and skinny. Even if they're fat, they look skinny. <laughs> Is it because a great American invention called girdle? <laughs> All the girls wear this because it takes them in when they go out. <laughs> but American inventors, they're never satisfied. So somebody is an inventor what they call two-way stretch. <laughs> That's not only to take a girl in when she's to go out, but also to take a girl out when she's to go in. <laughs> Anyway, Mamma Mia, since I'm going to go out with an American girl now, I try to find out more about them. I ask people, but as nobody discusses the subject. So I find out for myself. I buy a beautiful magazine with a beautiful picture of a girl on the cover. It's a very exclusive, a high-class magazine. It's called The True Passion Story. <laughs> this, this is only for ladies, but... I give a news dealer extra ten cents and he lets me have a copy. <laughs> I'm reading a true passion story this morning in my antique store. When in walks the Pasquale, my countryman, who's bringing me to America. Luigi, my friend. Hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, Pasquale. What are you reading there, my little man? Are you studying for your examination at night school tonight? It's not important, Pasquale. Hey, why are you trying to hide the book? Come on, give me. Pasquale, don't touch. Let me read. Oh, it's a book about Italians. True Paisan story. <laughs> Is it not the paisan? Is a passion. Passion? Sure, Pasquale. I explain to you what is a passion. Don't bother explain. A passion is like a love, only you breathe it through the nose. 
That's the way Luigi Basco spends his time, eh? Reading the junk. Is it not the junk? Is a very interesting. Tells me all about the American girl. Listen. I was married to a glassblower. <laughs> Joyce Marlin, girl pin boy. I was held captive by a chiropractor, or I knew it was a love, I could have felt it in my bones. <laughs> To sound very education. That's right, Pasquale. Teaches you all about the love. Ah, uh, Luigi, you agree in horn to read a magazine like this. This stuff is a baloney. Pasquale, to you is a baloney. To me is a slice of life. <laughs> Luigi, what's happened to you? Ever since you go out with America and a girl, is that nobody can talk to you. Instead of studying for your examinations tonight in the school, you're reading this trash. I was in a love with a glass of pin boy. <laughs> Joyce Marlin, a girl of Carapodist. <laughs> Luigi, throw away this junk. Read your lessons, otherwise you don't pass your examination tonight. Pasquale, I don't know what to come over with me. I don't can eat. I don't can sleep, and, and I don't care about the night school and examination. The trouble with you is very simple. You in love. Pasquale, I don't go to school tonight. I got a date with my new American girl. Peggy, my shack. You gonna have a date tonight in the midst of the examination? Luigi, you stupid fool. You love a crazy greenhorn boob. Oh, Pasquale. <laughs> you different a type of man. You don't know about the love. I don't know about the love, huh? I'm a married of 26 years. But I got a good memory. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pasquale. I explain. When you feel love like I'm a feel, it's a something you don't let it go. It is something that winds around you. Just the one you think you got it, it slips through your fingers. It's a hard to get. But when you got it, it's the most delicious thing in the world. That's a love. Luigi, that's a plate of spaghetti. <laughs> well, so you forget all about my daughter Rosa, eh? Pasquale, I'm never going to marry your daughter Rosa. No, excuse me, Pasquale. I'm later for my date with a pig. All right, my little friend. Forget her, Rosa. Forget her why I'm bringing you to America. Forget your night of school, your education. Let your business go to pieces. And your best friend, Pasquale, throw him in the garbage. Go, go out with your girl. But, Pasquale... I'm seeing the whole thing, Luigi. It's just like a story of Carmen when she's a driver down who's say crazy. And then at the end, she's leaving him for a bullfighter. And what does a poor Don Jose say? <laughs> oh, shut up, you fool. He's a wrong aria. He's a go like this. No, 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 I'm a sorry, Pasquale. Luigi, we countrymen of friends. Think over before you leave. Drop this girl of Peggy. No, is it too late, Pasquale? I'm too much in love. All right, to go. But the like in a calm, and when a Peggy throws you out, like a Don Jose, you come back. But it's no more roses, and no more school, and no business, and no friends. And when you come a crawling back to me, under your knees, what do you think I'll say? 
Hello, shorty. Tasty with a rose, tasty with American again. I picture him. Hello? Hello, public school number 12. I'd like to speak with Mrs. Spaulding, please. Hello? Hello, Mrs. Spaulding, this is the Pasquale's Spaghetti Palace speaking. Hello, Mr. Pasquale. I'm a no squealer, but uh, one of your pupils is a play hooky from your school tonight. Who? Well, uh, like I'm said, I'm an Osquiller, but uh, he's a short fella with a bushy hair, speaks with an accent, and his initials is an L.B. <laughs> Luigi Basco? How you guess? <laughs> That's terrible. He couldn't have picked a worse night. Not only will he miss the examinations, but we were planning a surprise party for him. A surprise party? Yes, Luigi's been in America exactly one year today. What are we going to do now? Oh, I fix up. He's a go out tonight with a Miss Peggy Marshak, circular 8276. And if you tell her no go out with him, I'm sure he's a show up at a party. Good. I'll call her and explain the situation to her. Thank you. Oh, and Mr. Pasquale, yes, please yes. do me a favor. About the surprise party, don't say a word to Mr. Luigi. I'm going to say a word? Mrs. Spaulding, what do you think I am? A squealer? <laughs> Hello, Peggy. Hello, Luigi. I brought a little present. Oh, how lovely. Wax bananas. Yes. <laughs> I, I think they go nicer with artificial cherries I bring you last Tuesday. <laughs> Come on, let's go to a movie, huh, Peggy? I, I'm not going with you. You're not going to the movies with me? Why? Oh, I know, Peggy. Tonight, I pay for you. <laughs> You don't pay for yourself. Oh, Luigi, it's not that. Shouldn't you be in school tonight? Peggy, school is not to mean so much to me now. Since I met you, I'm going to learn a new language from the heart. And instead of alphabet to ABC, is a love. L-U-V. <laughs> Peggy, if you don't like movies, then I take you somewhere else. Come on, I take you to the Y. We play handball. <laughs> Maybe you like we stand outside a radio store and look at television. Luigi, it's no use trying to entice me. I'm not going with you. Peggy, you, you, you can't mean that. I do mean that. Go to school. You say that because you got another date. I resent that, Mr. Basco. Go now. And believe me, I'm doing this for your good. I can't say any more, Luigi. Someday you'll know why I did this. But, but Peggy... Please, Luigi. Please go. Mamma mia, I'm a thrown out to buy my girl. Just like Pasquale says, I'm all alone. No friends and no business. No can I go back to school. That's the story of Carmen, all right. Now I know how poor Don Jose he feels. Get up for 
And now for the second act of Luigi Basco's Adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy. So, Mamma Mia, Luigi, your son, he make a big fool of himself over a girl. In America, it's a saying, when you get a true with a girl, you washed up. Mamma Mia, I'm not only washed up. I'm a steam, the starch, the press, the packed up, and a sent to the cleaners. <laughs> My girl, Peggy Marshak, is a left to me for somebody else. Is it like Uncle Pietro say? For every man is a woman. Mamma mia, in Chicago tonight, some men has got a two woman. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. All I know is, is I cannot face my friend. I'ma leave Chicago. Don't try to stop me, Mamma mia, I'ma go. I'm just the waiter right now for Jimmy. My 12-year-old general manager to come home from his tuba lesson. Then I say goodbye. Hello, Mr. Luigi. Hello, Jimmy. Goodbye. Goodbye? But, boss, what do you mean? Hey, what are you all packed up for? Jimmy, I'm running away from home. Life is not fair to me. While I'm a bend down to tie my shoelace, love is a kicking me right in the head. <laughs> Jimmy, I feel so bad. I think I'm going to take a slow boat to Italy. <laughs> Boss, how are you going to get along in Italy? That's all right, Jimmy. I can learn Italian again. And even if I'm a failure in American, in Italy I make a good living. I got a too strong a feet. I can always crush grapes. <laughs> oh, Boss, you're not really going to go, are you? Jimmy, it's no use trying to stop me. I'm off on a boat to Italy with the money in my pocket. How much money do you have, boss? Seven and a half dollars. Seven fifty? With that money, you're lucky if you could go steer it. Jimmy, if a captain takes me on a boat, I'm willing to drive. <laughs> Goodbye, Jimmy. Oh, don't, boss. Jimmy, don't make a scene. We're two big men. Goodbye. Kiss yourself for me. <laughs> just like this, you're leaving me? Not to just like this. Everything I got, I'm leaving to you. But, boss, how am I going to pay all the bills? I leave the antiques and the statues to you. Well, go buy antiques and go buy statues. Go buy Washington. Go buy Lincoln. Go buy Jefferson. Go buy Coolidge. Over? Jimmy, take good care of the vacuum, McLean. <laughs> all right, boss. Hey, boss, have you said goodbye to Miss Spaulding? Don't mention my school teacher's name. Clay Hooker is a black and a blue mark against my name. Goodbye, Alexander Hamilton. Goodbye, Harris Greeley. You with a famous word. Go west, the young man. Goodbye. Go west? Hey, that's a good idea. I'm going to go west. West. That's a for Luigi. I'm going to west. Jimmy? Yes, boss? Which way is the west? <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to find out. It's like a story in my passion magazine. I go west and become a millionaire. Boss, how will you make a living? Is there plenty of ways. Maybe I go to Milwaukee and I raise a beer. <laughs> if that's no good, I go to New Mexico and I grow cucarachas. <laughs> Just imagine me and a Peggy Mary. Ah, we're going to live in a big enchilada. And we have a five or six of little tortillas. Go back to me. Boss, boss. He's gone. What am I going to do? I got to stop him. How come Mr. Pasquale? Mr. Pasquale! Hey, Mr. Pasquale! What's the matter, Jimmy? Why are you so excited? It's Luigi. He's gone. Gone? Yeah, he went west. Well, where's the body? He's not dead. He's leaving town. 
He's going away forever. How much money did he have? Seven and a half dollars. Forever means he's going to be right back. <laughs> what do you mean? If I'm an old Luigi, he's going to get thrown out of the railroad station. He'll miss you and he'll come right back. You really think so? I know so. That's when he'll want a friend. And that's when my Rosa will be waiting for him. Rosa, I want you should have smelled good for Luigi. Put on some of my aftershave lotion. <laughs> Ah, there it is. Across the street. Union Station. Hey, what's this sign of say? Travel at our expense. Join up and see the world. Uncle Sam wants you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a triple for nothing. It's a funny kind of travel agency. I'm going inside and see. Hiya, buddy. Come on in. Thank you. <laughs> Please, mister, i like to take a trip out the west. You've come to the right place. <laughs> Ever served before? Oh, that's to the catch, huh? No, I never served before. But if it's necessary, I'm willing to become a waiter. <laughs> How far west can I go? Saipan, Guam, <laughs> When I'm a rich California. California? Yes. I'm mean, here is always a nice and a sunny in California. <laughs> well, that can be arranged. California's probably where you spend your boot camp. Oh, one minute I'm away, the next minute I'm a fixer the shoes. <laughs> no, I'm a think I don't go. I'm a gotta make a lot of money because Peggy Marshak is a beautiful... Now, take it easy, Mac. I know how you feel, but things have changed. Here, have some coffee and donuts. Oh. How much does it cost? Free, buddy. Oh. And you get them as long as you stay with us. Oh, well, <laughs> this I like. Hmm. Please, mister, tell me. How am I going to travel? Any way you like. Oh. <laughs> Rain, boat, airplane, oh. submarine, dog sled, rickshaw. <laughs> Sometimes you might even have to crawl on your stomach. <laughs> That's a funny way to get to California. <laughs> Tell me, is enough for money seven and a half a dollar? Put it away, pal. From now on, your money worries are over. In fact, while you're traveling, we pay you 50 bucks a month. 50 dollars? That's private pay. Oh, you pay me in a private, nobody should see, huh? <laughs> If you're around ten years or so, you may even get a commission. Commission? How long is it till I become a partner? <laughs> Buddy, you're a partner right now in the most tremendous, most gigantic, and what's more, most successful organization in the entire world. What's the name of the company? <laughs> Great kidder. <laughs> well, let's give you a simple aptitude test to see which branch you're best suited for. Uh-huh. Take a look at that picture. What type of equipment is that? Well, it uh, looks uh, familiar. They're, uh... Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> now, now, here's a piece of naval equipment. Uh-huh. Is that a U-boat? What? Uh, 
Is that a U-boat? No, that's not a my boat. <laughs> well, don't worry, Mac. We'll find a place for you. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you said that because I'm going to leave the town right away. Then you want to join immediately? Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> now, uh, would you mind signing right here? All right. Luigi Bus. Now, when I start, you start right now. Oh. Ten, ten, huh? All right. What? Sit up, sit down. And drop that stone. What do you mean by eating while you're on duty? Come on. What is it? Come on. 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 Come Pasquale, what are you doing in my store? I'm waiting for little stupid Don Jose to come crawl in the back of the hands. Hey, Luigi, where you get this crew haircut? <laughs> it's a long story, Pasquale. You see, I'm a joint of the army. What? First, the doctors is examining me. Then they give me malaria shots, the typhoid shot, the six hundred shot. Then they cut off all of my hair, giving me a uniform. Then they find out I'm not a citizen, so they throw me out. <laughs> What's a little bandage on your arm? Before they let me go away, they take a pint of blood. What <laughs> a big boob I'm looking at. What a stupid... Please, please, Pasquale. Don't talk like that to a veteran. <laughs> I'm a suffer too much for one day. I know, Luigi. But you can always count on your friend Pasquale to help you. You still my friend? Shame, Luigi. Why you ever doubt me? I'm a your friend, but you got a someone who's a waiter for you is even a bigger friend. The biggest of friend you got. Rocha! Rocha! Come here, Rocha. Say hello to Luigi. <laughs> hello, Luigi. <laughs> hello, Rocha. Ain't it nice to have a friend to Luigi? Rocha, no, you must be nice and hungry, so look at what she brings you. Coffee and no, no, I'm not Well, I think I'm going to leave you two lover birds alone. You must have a lot to talk about. Goodbye, my son. Wait, wait, Pasquale. Where's the Jimmy? Oh, poor little bambino. When you leave, he's a sitting and a cry his eyes out. I think he's a break his heart. Where is he now? I give him a quarter and he's to go to the movies. <laughs> you don't think of anything. It's just you and a rosa and a love. <laughs> Oh, shut up, <laughs> Luigi Bosco, my friend and fellow boober. <laughs> Schultz, what do you do here? And are you supposed to be in a night school? Oh, night school. Well, I thought maybe for tonight I drop it in on your antique shop. <laughs> it's funny, Luigi. Me and you, we are both playing hockey. <laughs> 
But the... What are the examinations? Sure, huh? please. So Rosa and Luigi want to be alone. So if you want to come in tonight, to drop in at some other time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Pasquale, don't chase the show. It's my story. It's my daughter. If you don't mind, I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my fine Italian friend, Luigi. O'Reilly. Anna Swenson. What do you want to do here? You want to miss a night class? Save your worry, Luigi. Sure, and it's cold outside. It's nice to be warming yourself around that pot-bellied stove. That's my daughter, Rosa. <laughs> Why you don't all go home already? You've been here two minutes. Pasquale, please. A little while ago, I was ready to leave this country. I thought I got enough friends. But it looks like maybe it's a different. If only my teacher, Mrs. Spaulding, is still like me. Mrs. Spaulding. Hello, Mr. Luigi. What's happened? Is a whole class in my store. Why not? <laughs> this is a classy store. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Spaulding, I'm very sorry to say this. But I'm, I'm a no study for your examination tonight. Just the same, Mr. Luigi. We're going to hold the examination anyway. No. Luigi Basco, what person whom we all know arrived from Italy recently? But, but I'm a no study, Miss Spaulding. Well, try it, Mr. Luigi. What person we all know arrived from Italy recently? Rita Hayward. <laughs> no, no, Mr. Luigi. I'll give you a clue. This person's initials are L.B. Uh, Lionel Barrymore? <laughs> Mr. Schultz, you answer the question. With pleasure. Luigi Bosco. Luigi Bosco. And why is this particular day important? Well, I... I, I don't know, Miss Spaulding. Well, I know. It's exactly a year that Luigi Bosco has been a resident of this country. That's right. It's exactly a year that the Luigi Bosco has been a resident of this country. One of you today. I'm going to understand. What is examination? There wasn't any examination, Luigi. I just wanted to make sure that everyone, including you, would be present tonight. Oh, Miss Spaulding. My friends, I, I don't know what to say. I'm so glad I don't run away. From now on, Miss Spaulding, I'm going to go to school every night. I'm going to study all day. And I'm going to let nothing or anybody interfere because of... Meeting! I'm here, too! Peggy! Excuse me, Miss Spaulding, is there someone I got to talk to? Surprise! And look, I brought something for the whole party. What do you bring? Donuts and coffee for everybody. Mamma mia, is it the day come out the good after all? Is it prove a man's best friend is his best friend? <laughs> Can't write tomorrow, Mamma Mia, because I'm now busy writing an article for a magazine called The True Passion. The name of the story is I Found the Love in Chicago. Or is ill wind what the blows and those are good? <laughs> Yes, your loving son, Luigi, the little immigrant.
Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Dark Fantasy, followed by Our Miss Brooks. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.